artifacts. <laughs> Any time now, it's going to go out, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Well, praise God. You know, absolutely great to hear from Chris. And uh, it's wonderful to see you. If you're new, I know Nathan's already said it, but it's really great to see you if you're new here this morning. And we're just believing that God will impact all of our lives together. Hallelujah. That's what, you know, I, I can't get over these lights now. <laughs> right, but I will because I can't see them. Well, well, this, uh, this last month, and I think I'm drawing this session to a, a, to a close, this last month we've been looking at uh, the subject of honor. Uh, and very much um, from the people that I've heard, um, that has been very focused on uh, the need for us to be honoring others. Um, and, and that honor, that honor extends even sometimes where people don't particularly deserve honor. But we reveal Jesus Christ by our actions. And so we honor them. And of course, there are times, and, and, and might I this morning again honor this worship team? Do you know, it's just so beautiful for people to lead us into that place of worship and adoration before our King. So, yeah, so I'm honoring them again. So, yeah, it is about honoring, honoring others um, as well in that sense of acknowledging who they are and, and what they are doing within the kingdom. But I'm, I'm going to move away from that this morning because I just feel that upon my heart this morning, I want to look at where we then are honored when God honors us. And that's really, isn't that the goal of our life? I don't know, if you, if you think this morning about some of the events that you've been involved in, times of the most memorable honor that you received. Yeah, it, may, it may be when, when the uh, driving instructor said to you, you've passed. You remember that sense of relief that goes through you, you know. Yeah. It may be when, you know, you got all dressed up in your, uh, uh, in, in your graduation outfit uh, and you received your degree uh, or, or, or your certificate or your diploma or your doctorate or whatever. It, it may be some, some sort of award that you've received or for many of us, I can remember... You know, being in a race. You know when you're in a race and, and you cross that line. And it's such an honor because you know, like the Olympians, you know, you're going up to receive that award. It's such an honor. Can I say, can I say, they all fall into the shade with the honor that I'm going to be talking about this morning. They, they, they pale into insignificance what I want to talk about this morning because I want to talk about the honour of finishing the line. The honour of crossing the line. You see, the fact is 
as Christians, we are in a race. We're in a race. I want to tell you, you know, li- just listening, listening to Chris this morning uh, and, and, and listening to all that God is doing in his life and within the church, who said, who said church is boring? Who said Christianity has to be boring? I tell you, we are in the most exciting, glorious, wonderful race that we ever could go into. Yeah, I've been in races. In fact, I used to like running, not particularly, you know, it was no good me sprinting. But I loved, I loved a marathon. I, I, you know, I love cross-country running. I can remember, let me just tell you a, a little bit, bit about this, just, just so that you start to loosen up a bit. All right. You know, I remember as a child, and you've done it, a gang of you, you know, you, you go somewhere and you say, look, you know, who's going to get to the, the other end of this field first? It's a race, isn't it? Yeah, Kerry's, Kerry's nodding, so she, she's done it. Well, I can remember, I can remember this particular field in Mansfield Woodhouse, um, and it, it, it was a sports ground, and because it was a big mining village, like South Normanton, all around the perimeter of the field... Uh, were posts, and on the top of the posts, there was a thick metal cable that ran all the way round. That was really, that just highlighted the boundary of the field. Well, we, uh, you know, a bunch of, of us lads, we all got together at one end of the field, and we started to run. We, you know, we were racing each other for the prize of just really finishing and coming first, really. So we were running and running until, basically, you know, you can't really see where you're going because you are just consumed with the fact that you want to be first to the other side. Well, I was like that. The problem was, some of you might see this coming, the problem was that I was just the right height for the cable. (laughs) I ran. I ran and I hit the cable with my neck. And, and literally, <laughs> no word of exaggeration, it took me from, from uh, a vertical to an horizontal position. <laughs> I could hardly speak. All, all I could say was, did I win? <laughs> Explain to your mother when you get home. You know, this great red mark that's right across your throat. You know, someone tried to hang you. <laughs> yeah, we're in a race. And like all races, there are there's honours to be won. But it's not a competition. Can I tell you, the, this Christian race that we're in, I'm not competing against you. I'm not competing against Nathan to see who can come up with the best sermon. Right? You know, I'm not, I'm not competing with Dave to see who can come up with, uh, as the best drum player. You know, and sometimes I have to say, it, it's such not a competition that sometimes I'm going to stop running. Well, I'm gonna, it's going to appear as though I've stopped running. Because what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be stopping for a friend. 
I'm going, to be, I'm going to be stopping for somebody else who just needs a word of encouragement that I can help them with so that together we can keep crossing the line. Because finishing, finishing the line is so important. But I want to tell you something even more wonderful. We can all be winners. Yeah, you know at the Olympics, there's, just, there's only room for one on that top podium. But I want to tell you, church, we can all take the top podium. You can take the top podium, and I'm going to take the top podium. In uh, the NIV, in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Yeah. There's only one there's only one there at the top. Paul says, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown. Can I put in there, we get it to, to get the honor of a crown that will last forever. That will last forever. Now, I just want to make something clear, church. Paul is not saying that as Christians on the finishing line, only one will be honored. Only one will get the prize. No, the emphasis in Paul's letter to the Corinthians is how we are to run. Right? So we're not running as though we are the only one getting the prize, uh, because we're the only one getting the prize. We are running as though we were the only one getting the prize. What Paul is saying is, give it everything that you've got. Give it, give it your all. Give it your all. That's why he goes on to say in verse 26, Therefore, I don't run like someone running aimlessly. Not running aimlessly as Christians in this race. We know, we know where we are running, and we know where we are running to, and we know, like Abraham, that we we see a city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So I want to say, church, run the best you can. Give it your best. Yeah, in church on Sunday morning. Give it your best in church. Yeah, you know, when the, when the worship team is seeking to lead us in worship, can I encourage you, get in there and give it your best. Give it your best. Don't worry that you can't sing in tune. Dave will drown you out. <laughs> All right, don't worry. Don't worry. The, you know, you might not be able to sort of get the right tempo. That's okay. Give it your best. Hallelujah. So, may not be in church. Maybe in the home. In fact, it's more important in the home. Give it your best when you're running this Christian walk. Give it. Give it your best at work and in the office, at the bus stop, 
when everybody is grumbling and moaning because the bus is late or, 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 or it's a miserable day, give it your best in this, this race. Be the one that's different in the bus queue or in, or in the supermarket queue. Stand out and shine because in this race you're doing and giving it your all. Let me tell you a little more, sto another story. Uh, and he's not here. Uh, and if he was, he would he'd probably get really embarrassed and he'd give me a real stare. But some of us went on the picnic to, to Rufford, Rufford Park um, last month. Absolutely great day. And if you didn't go, well, next time, it'd be great to see you. We're going to go again. Because we like to do life together. But anyway, we're at this picnic and Noah... Noah says to his mum, can I have a run? Now, I know Noah, he just loves sports. Well, we were there, there was, only, there was very, very few of us. Probably the only people that were watching him was Noah and myself. And he weren't bothered about me anyway. So there's a, there's a, 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 a hedge, oh, hundreds of yards away. He's, I'm going to run to that hedge, he says. I'm run back. And he does. He's running for all he's worth, giving it everything. Like I've just been encouraging you to do. He, he runs right to the edge and he comes back. And I'm tired for him. <laughs> but then he says, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> he's, he's off again. And he's back again. Can I tell you something? It was enough for him that his mother was watching. He, di he didn't need a stadium of people. He didn't need, he didn't need me clapping and, you know, and, and, and fainting on his behalf. He, it was enough for him that his mother was watching. He didn't need, he didn't need an announcing over the mic. He didn't, they're still there. He didn't need flashing lights. <laughs> right? He didn't need any of that. Can I encourage you? Run because your father's watching. Will you run? Because your father is watching. Run because he sees. He sees what you do in secret as much as he sees what you do in public. He sees when you stop for the one who is struggling. And, and can I tell you, there's something precious. Yeah, it, it's great that we honor, and, and we, we're going to carry on doing it, can I tell you, because it's one of our values. It, it's great that we honor when we acknowledge the contribution that people make within the church. But I want to tell you something. I'm not contradicting that at all, because I'm completely behind it as part of this leadership. But there is something so much Okay, can I also say 
that whilst we, whilst we encourage one another to honor each other, I want to just urge a bit of caution and say be careful about seeking honor for yourself. You know, if you go, I've heard about people. In fact, somebody, somebody was speaking to me some time ago. Um, and they said, they said to me, you never seem to like any of my things that I put on Facebook. I said, well, do I have to? They said, well, well it, it, you know, there are people. Can I say, it's not just young people. You know, it's, it's all age groups. There are people who get really messed up because somebody don't like what they've done on Facebook. You know, they, you know, they say, well, how many likes did you get for your birthday? It's my birthday coming up next week, by the way. So. Anyway. <laughs> so, how many likes did you get for your birthday? Oh, I got about 25. Oh, I got about 40. Oh. And it's as though the whole life depends on somebody putting a like on. Look, don't be careful about seeking honor. You know, something Jesus shared with his disciples. He said, you know, if you're going, if you're going to a feast, if you're going, you know, to, to a celebration, don't go and sit right at, you know, at the head of the table straight away. Don't, don't seek that honor. Straight away, you bet you'd be you'd be better sitting at the bottom of the table, and then when the when the host comes, he's he quite likely is going to come along and say, "Hey, you don't want to sit there. Come 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 up come up a bit." It's better that than being asked to sit, you know, back at the bottom of the table, isn't it? Yeah, be careful, be careful. Let's honour one another, but let's be careful that we don't fall into the trap of just constantly seeking honor for ourselves because it's self, it's self. And it's, it's not going to profit you. It's not going to benefit you. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 4, 7, staying with this race. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Can I tell you, church, can I remind us all this morning, there's going to come a day and the King of Glory shall appear. Yeah, this country, yeah. We don't hear a lot about it nowadays. I think somebody posted something recently from J28 or somewhere about the fact that we don't talk about the reality and the truth that Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. He really is, church. Jesus is coming again. There's going to come a day when he will appear. He will appear. Somebody said, I remember somebody one time saying, when Jesus comes back, who's going to be caught up with him? Big theological argument that. He answered it really simply, and I love this. He said, the people who are going to be caught up with him 
on that day are the people who are caught up with him now. Yeah. Yeah, the people who are caught up with him now. Are you caught up with him? Are you in love with him today? Because one day he will appear. One day we will, he will not only appear, but there will be a day when we will appear before him. When we will appear before him. Revelation 22 verse 12 says, Jesus says, in fact he declares, behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Can I slip in there? Instead of reward, can I slip in honor? When when he says, and my honor, the honor that I'm going to give out to those who have run the race well, he will give to everyone according to his work. Let's make, let's make, make no bones about it, church. Our salvation is an absolute work of grace. You know, there was nothing. There was nothing I, there's nothing you, anybody, the best, the best individual in this church, I'm telling you, is not good enough for salvation. All that we've done, salvation, salvation is the very free gift of grace. It's total and absolute, undeserved favor. Even the faith that we had rise in our heart when, when we heard the word and conviction came upon us and, and somewhere we were able to believe that faith that came was the gift of God. Nothing. Friends, we, we could do nothing to earn or gain our salvation other than prostrate ourselves before the cross of Jesus Christ in repentance. And he forgave us but it's important for us to know this that how we live after salvation it matters it matters because we're not our own any, any longer we are his we are his and that that took place when Jesus Christ uh, filled us and made us a new creation in him, he looks to us to live it out. To live it out. I want to turn you to the book of Matthew. Because still, I'm just still thinking of this reality that Jesus is coming again, and one day we will appear before him. Let me take you to Matthew chapter 25. And you, you know the story of the parables. And so very quickly, I, I'll just relay to you because of time. But, but when, when the, the master came to those three servants, he, he, he shared, there's something really significant about this. It says he, he gave them all that he 
had. He gave them he, he, he gave them everything that he had. To one he gave five, to to another two, and to another one. And and when he came back, just as Jesus is going to come back, he looked to see what they had done with what he had given them. And, and this is, for me, church, this is what I, I want to give you this morning. This is what I believe is upon my heart from Jesus. The greatest honor that any of us are going to be able to receive is when we stand before him and he says, well done. Isn't that an honor? Well done. Well done. You remember when, you remember when perhaps your parents, your mom or your dad came up to you and you'd, you'd really been studying hard or you'd been working hard somewhere uh, and you'd achieved something. Can you remember what it felt like? When somebody, perhaps it weren't your parents. You, you may not have had that sort of relationship. Maybe somebody who you really regarded so highly in your life and they come along and they say, well done. Well done. Oh, what an honor. What an honor. It's the honor of servanthood. We heard about servanthood in our Bible school this last week. So it's just, I think it's just right and pertinent just to mention it. It's the honor of servanthood. It's an honor. It's an honor, first of all, because of the one who gives it. All right? You may not know this, but you know when Jesus comes, when when the Almighty deals with Satan forever. He's not going to do it himself. He's going to send an angel. That's all he needs to do. He's going to send an angel. But church, can I encourage you this morning? When we stand before him to receive the honor for what we have done with what he has entrusted into our care, can I tell you something? He's going to be doing the giving. Oh, you know what? I might, I might be really, I might be really blessed if Peter was there. You know, it'd be great if Peter was to give it. But Peter's not going to give it. One of the, one of the, the patriarchs of the Old Testament they're not going to give it. It's, you know, it's, going to be, it's going to be the Almighty. It's going to be Jesus who gave his all so that we could give our all. He's going to give the honor. He's going to be the one who we stand before. And he says, well done, Lindsay. Well done, Mark. Well done, Julie. Oh, it's an honor because of the one who is going to give it. But it's an honor, very quickly. It's an honor because of how it was made possible. He gave. 
he gave them everything. Beloved, the gift and the ability that makes us and presents us in a position where we can receive such an honor, it, came, it all comes from him. It all comes from him. Here we are standing before him and he's honoring us. But the ability to do that, every achievement, every good thing that we have been able to give is because he first gave to us. Do you know we only, we, we only really can love him because he first loved us. We only are able to give because of what he has given and shed in our hearts. Hallelujah. Without him, without him we can do nothing. Because the, the, the gifts, the talents, were, they were the masters. His gifts to us. The grace to be like Paul what we are called to be. The strength to endure, the patience to wait, the power to see and the faith to believe. They all came from him. Whatever we do in our service to him, it only becomes worship when it comes from a heart that is in love with Jesus and touched by the Holy Spirit. You know, Kerry can play a sax or a flute, you know, to the best of her ability as, a, as clearly a gifted musician. But all it is, is music, beautiful music. Until the touch of God comes upon it. Until the anointing of the Holy Ghost takes it up. The most, you know, the most gifted of us, naturally, naturally, are not profitable until, until he anoints it. Until he touches it. Can I say, there's a tendency within this parable to, to look at the man who only had one talent and wasted it. Church, can I encourage you? Can I encourage you? Will you see the man who had five and who had two? The man who had five, he got another five. And the man who had two got another two. Can I encourage you? Be a man and a woman of five and two. Be a man and a woman who will allow God to bless and multiply your life so that we stand before him with honor. With honor. I'm closing with this. It's great that Chris has been to Kenya. But you know, you may never, you may never go overseas. But you can go over the road. You may never speak to thousands, but you can stop for the one. You may, it may involve, Jesus told it, didn't he? It may involve just this. 
a cup of cold water. Doesn't seem anything fantastic in a cup of cold water, does there? Jesus says, if you give this, you're going to be honored. You give it because you're giving it in the name of Jesus. It may be a cup of cold water. It may be stopping to help. It may be a word of encouragement to a brother or a sister. It may be, in this might seem really un-PC, it may be opening the door for somebody else. Perhaps a lady. Yeah. It may be putting together a shoebox full of gifts for somebody who doesn't have anything at Christmas. So church, let's be men and women who one day we stand before him and he can honour us with what I think is the greatest honour that any of us will ever, ever know or could imagine. It says in, in John chapter 12 and 26, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, listen to this, my father will honor him. Wow. If anyone serves me, my father will honor him. God bless you.